Welcome to More to Come, Publishers Weekly's weekly podcast of comics and graphic novel publishing news presented from all around the comics universe. I am Heidi McDonald, the Editor-in-Chief of The Beat at ComicsBeat.com. And remember, you can check us out on all social media. We're PW Comics World on Twitter, on Facebook, and of course at PublishersWeekly.com slash comics. Uh, today, I am joined by the brain trust of Global Comics, a company you may not have heard of, but I'm pretty sure you'll be hearing a lot more from in the future. Uh, today, I am joined by Eric Tapper. Hello, Eric. Hi there. And Christopher Carter. Hey. Hi there. Um, so, uh, guys, tell us about Global Comics. Now, this is a portal for web comics, um, I, or not for web, well, yes, digital comics on the web. It's kind of an all, a uh, lot of services that you offer. You just launched kind of a crowdfunding service for creators, um, and you've been around for a while. So what is the origin of Global Comics? Oh, well, I'll let Chris take the origin. Yeah, I mean, Global Comics is um, its something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. And it stems from, you know, my personal background in that uh, I'm originally from Norway in Europe. And um, I grew up with comics from, well, internationally. Mm-hmm. As I was, you know, a young child, I grew up with Donald and Disney stuff. And as I got a little bit older, I started getting into French comics through Asterix and Tintin and Spirou and the such. And and I hit my late teen years. Uh, that was around the time when Spawn came out, and I was absolutely mm-hmm. fascinated by it. And then as I, you know, got a little bit older, um, I started actually moving around. And I was living in a couple of different countries, uh, following my work and following my career. And so I kind of ended up in Germany and France, um, a short stint over in San Francisco and then back to Europe before finally ending up in New York. And all of these stories and, and series that I'd grown up with, I found were no longer really available to me, uh, depending on where I was. And whenever I'd go back home, you know, I'd pick up a Donald Pocket or something like that. Uh-huh. And when I went to France, I'd pick up uh, some of the things that were more local there. Uh, it was actually a great way for me to learn French was to be reading French uh, native comics. Correct. And um, at some point during this entire endeavor, I stumbled across Japanese comics. And in the early aughts, Japanese comics were not really available um, anywhere, really, mm-hmm. in, in mass. And the only place that it was available was through fan translations online. And... Um, I think, you know, it was the end of, it was around 2009, 2010, where I'd wanted to make something that um, could kind of work around the the lack of availability and the lack of translation um, as a as a gig economy or as a crowd um, sourcing thing. But the market wasn't ready for it. And when we talked with Japanese publishers, you know, Twitter wasn't a big thing yet properly, and uh, services like Fiverr weren't really invented yet. The gig economy <laughs> hadn't been proven out. So everyone was super skeptical. So I kind of put the idea of a comics platform on ice until about 2015, where I was working for a company here in New York um, doing product management for uh, a double-sided 3D printing marketplace, which was all about, you know, helping 
creative folks be able to upload and sell and manufacture their stuff. And based on the skill sets that I got there, it really just made a lot of sense for me to, aha, now is the time for me to kind of figure out what can I do with comics and take mm. all the learnings that I'd gotten there. So I, I set out and, you know, I taught myself how to code and, uh, three and a half years later, we had a, we had a small beta launch. Um, and then at the end of last year, I was finally able to take it full time, uh, having secured a little bit of investment from, uh, a couple of angels, most notably being the, the former CEO of the company that was, that I was previously working at. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Ah. Well, there you go. I mean, that's kind of a, a succinct history of digital comics uh, in a lot of ways, like your own journey. I mean, certainly back in the early aughts, you're, you're correct. I mean, a lot of people had the idea like, oh, I bet piece uh, readers would love to read comics on their computer. You know, obviously the iPhone was just a twinkle in people's eyes then. Um, and, uh, you know, there was a – the time wasn't ready for it, and now they're pretty much uh, – I mean, obviously a huge part of the whole industry and uh, both economically and creatively. Um, now, Eric, what is your origin uh, in global comics? So I had been working, um, I was a touring uh, full-time musician. Um, and then after about five years of that, I moved into um, nonprofit work. Uh, at that point, I was scooped up by a friend of mine to go help uh, do business development for the startup that Chris was working at. So Chris and I got to know each other over the months that I had been there. And then uh, once he had begun with Global Comics, he said, hey, do you want to come help do uh, work and help build this platform with me? So it was kind of, a, you know, an interesting leap, uh, you know, from different industries. But ultimately it comes back around because when I had been a musician, I was involved in the indie music community. I was touring around and it really mirrored the way that the comic book industry uh, the, specifically the indie industry uh, side of the industry uh, appears to me, where it's, you know, the camaraderie, the innovation, but also the challenges and getting and, you know, getting your stories out there. All of that was very parallel. Right, right. Uh, you know, it's interesting you say that because um, obviously I, I've sort of made the same parallel myself several times, just how. You know, there's there's these indie comic shows like SPX and Mocha and, you know, TKF, which, you know, back in the past. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of camaraderie among certain kinds of indie, certain kinds of musicians. But, um, yeah, this seemed like there's there's definitely a lot of parallels there. So with global comics, you know, it's globalcomics.com, correct, with an X, global, C-O-M-I-X dot comics. Um, and when you go there, uh, I mean, you're offering, uh, digital comics and they are indie comics. Like, like, so how, you know, what kind of, uh, content are you putting on the platform? How are you getting content? Um, you know, what's that process? So, uh, that's a great question. So, you know, we started pretty much, uh, without having, you know, too many relationships, with various publishers and creators, but we knew the kinds of people that we wanted to talk to. So we just started asking ourselves, where do uh, creators and publishers hang out? And, you know, we uh, were reaching out through email and, you know, we were reaching out on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, and this was all right before uh, coronavirus hit. So we decided, okay, let's go out to Chicago. Let's go to C2E2. And that's probably going to be, it's, we're probably going to learn a lot about, you know, what publishers and creators are interested in and, 
you know, and talk to them about getting their stuff on the platform. And we were right. And we, we met a ton of amazing people and that, that small network ended up growing over the course of this year, uh, through warm introductions and just meeting, you know, everybody. And that's where that camaraderie comes in. You know, the indie community is so, uh, tight and connected with each other. Uh, so yeah, I mean, a combination of just going out there, reaching out to folks and then, you know, meeting people and then having them introduce us to their friends. Right, right. Uh, yeah, well, it, it gets, uh, again, C2E2. Uh, you know, I was there too. So we're, I guess, you know, 80, 90 other thousand, thousand people. Um, I mean, it was huge and it was such a great, great show. It was a great show to go out on as, uh, mm. a, a lot of us have said many times. Yeah. Um, so, um, so you offer, uh, you have, I saw like this four point, um, you know, kind of credo that you offer. And I, so, and, and if readers, you know, I urge you just to go, our listeners, pardon me, go click on globalcomics.com so you can just see what I'm talking about. But, you know, you offer, like, scrolling comics and kind of page-based comics. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, it, it's one of the things that is super interesting to me as I started building out Global Comics as a business in that the digital comic space is really kind of very fragmented. Here's what I mean. Um when you look at the what you kind of think of as vertical comics or scrolling comics, in the Western world, there's kind of two options. There's tapas and there's webtoons. Um, and then when you look at the traditional format, there's not a whole lot of options really for for like online reading and um, all of that side of things. There's you know some there's been some platforms over the years and. Most notably, Comixology, of course. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I've found with Comixology is that um, their availability really depends on where you are in the world. Like If Mm -hmm. if you go to Europe, you're not going to get access to the same things as when you're over here. And the content or, you know, the the Comixology content doesn't have the vertical scroll stories. Mm -hmm. And at at the same time, the, the other platforms that actually have a following in the West like the aforementioned tapas and webtoons, they don't really do the traditional format either. Right. And that's, you know, it, it, it's for a different, a couple of different reasons, right? Like the, the biggest challenge that people have had to solve is the reading experience. Like how do we make something that is uh, made for a much larger physical format actually read well and be a nice experience uh, on smaller devices? Uh-huh. And so for us, it was really a question of we don't really want to put ourselves in a in a situation where we're one or the other, because our our goal is really how can we get stories from all creators from everywhere uh-huh. um, available to everyone around the world. Um, kind of thus the name Global Comics. Right. So we started on the hardest problem first, which was really how do we make traditional format comics a nice reading experience on smaller devices? And it's through that initiative that the interactive reading experience on global comics kind of came to be because a lot of the challenges with having a delightful reading reading time um, on your phone, if you're laying on the couch or whatever, is the swipe and pinch and zoom and pinch and zoom and pan and pinch and mm-hmm. zoom kind of thing that you've got to do for 
all of these pages all the time. So it becomes a very involved process. Um, but with our interactive reader, it's simply, you know, a, a panel to panel based thing where creators can set up their own transitions and focus points. And all the reader needs to do is kind of swipe left yeah. to right. Right. So, yeah, you do have, um, you know, this interactive reading process that's on both the computer and on mobile devices uh, where, yeah, you kind of, it, you know, the, each panel kind of light, high, is highlighted as you go through it. So it does make it a lot, lot easier. I mean, I, I was just doing some reading for an awards program that I'm involved with. And, you know, I read my comics on the iPad. Uh, do find that's the most native, um, way, but yeah, you, even on an iPad, you have to pinch and zoom and pinch and zoom quite a bit sometimes because that lettering can be very small. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's interesting that you say that. I think that's the biggest difference between things that are formatted for print and things that are formatted for digital is the letter sizing. Uh Um, I see that, you know, there's a lot more space in the speech bubbles often where a digital experience would probably benefit from a larger text, whereas it might look oversized when you're holding it in print. Um, I don't know properly yet how to solve that one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let's just, I mean, you, uh, some of the other things that you offer, now you do offer uh, I can hear some listeners ask themselves the big question. You do offer monetization for comics. Now, like if I go on there, I can read some stuff free, but I, I need to subscribe. So, so is this like a, a Netflix for comics where I pay one price and get all these comics to read? It is. We originally started, uh, our monetization. We did an experiment where we did something called page credits. It's a pretty simple concept. It functions kind of like coins on other platforms in that, you know, you'd buy a hundred page credits and for every paid page that you read, uh, a credit was deducted from your account. Mm. And we started with that one first because, well, there are three reasons really, but um, because we wanted to create a transparent monetization model that was fair for everyone. And we wanted to give creators an opportunity to kind of know that, if they were promoting themselves, what, how much could they expect to make from each reader? And at the same time, on the reader side, what we were hoping to achieve with the credits was that um, because they could purchase these packs, they could go in and sample a whole bunch of comics without necessarily committing to and paying for the full issue uh, without having read anything. Mm-hmm. But as we've, as we've grown and as, you know, Hundreds of, of creators have come onto the platform and uh, a couple of dozen of publishers. What we really wanted to be able to offer was not just a fair pricing and a fair monetization model for creators, but also a fair um, payment model for readers. Uh-huh. And with all of the examples that you see in all of the other digital mediums, Spotify is a subscription, Netflix is a subscription, um, you know, we found that we needed to offer something that was comparable, but we wanted to do that in a way that was directly beneficial to each individual creator. And that's why we came up with this idea that the each individual user's subscription would only actually be split between the owners of titles that they've read rather than going into a big pool and then maybe disproportionately benefiting all of the folks in the top 10 list. Uh-huh. 
so so uh, so if I pay and it's it's uh, how much is a monthly subscription? It's seven ninety nine. Okay, so if I pay my seven ninety nine and then I only read, you know, five comics, then only those five comics will get part of uh, my subscription fee. Is that's that correct? Okay, well that's that's interesting because, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I do understand with the Spotify model, it is more like all the money goes into a pool and then there are payouts from it. So yeah, um, so with you, uh, you know, you also you offer a lot of perks for creators too. And I should also mention that you've bought on uh Gamal Hennessy and uh also Camilla Zhang, both of them known to this podcast. In fact, we just talked to Gamal uh, over the summer, so um you know, that's why he's not on this call, but he's your VP of content. That's correct. And and uh you know, Camilla is uh is doing crowdfunding outreach for you, is that correct? Creator outreach and, um, you know, some, some combination of user testing and, uh, copywriting and positioning, you know, like we're still a really small company. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, well, there's certainly two awesome people in the community. So, um, you know, having them on board is, is really great. Um, and, but, but one of the things that you've just offered is, uh, is a kind of a crowdfunding. Um, I guess portal, is that the way to put it? Or can you tell me what that's all about? Yeah. So our mission with global comics, first and foremost, is that we want to help creators be successful. Uh-huh. And everything that we do kind of stems from that, that perspective. Actually, I should say, you know, creators and publishers, uh, for that matter. And the, the things that we've learned around how how do these creators actually do monetization or how do they do you know how do they get their financial support mm-hmm. is that there's no no real one size fits all we look at the market and you see services like patreon being adopted by creators because they don't feel like they're able to paywall their content yet mm-hmm. they want to establish themselves build credibility build a reputation you know all of these things and at the same time we also see that crowdfunding has been a super integral part of where the community of indies have gone for getting funding for, you know, both income, but also being able to uh, get that upfront investment that they need to make the print books. Uh-huh. And for us, it was such a, such an easy place to go to say, well, what if we can make, comics and creators more visible if they are doing crowdfunding on global comics. Uh-huh. So we came up with this concept of let's take our entire catalog and give creators the tools for indicating when they're running crowdfunding campaigns for people to be able to discover um, what are some cool comics that are being crowdfunded right now. Maybe I'm interested in those. Maybe I'm interested in the print version. Maybe I'm interested in just, you know, new exciting things um, because the, these campaigns, if they're successful, it shows that there's inherently some form of a, a decent or, or great story in them. Uh-huh. And so that's what we did. You know, like we, we made uh, a simple set of tooling for creators to set up their crowdfunding campaigns or link, you know, whether it's Kickstarter, Indiegogo or GoFundMe, 
on global comics so that when readers come to our platform, they can discover comics by whether or not something is actively being crowdfunded. Uh, and when they click through to either the creator profile or the comic page or into the reading experience, they get served with this, did you know this creator is actually mm-hmm. crowdfunding right now? They're trying to reach this much. Click here to support the creator. And, you know, you're, you're taken directly into uh, the crowdfunding campaign. Mm. Now, do you, oh, go at, on, I'm sorry. At the same time, on the other side of things, because digital reading is what we do so well, uh, and because we're a web and a browser-based technology platform, it's super easy for creators to actually take the content that they've uploaded, the free previews or previous issues or whatever that is, and embed directly into their campaigns so that their readers or their potential backers um, can see what it's all about and get a great experience doing, mm-hmm. you know, what, right. they, what they do. Now, do you you work with Kickstarter, but do you work with Indiegogo and other progr- uh, platforms or...? Yeah, I mean, um, we're kind of platform agnostic in the, mm-hmm. uh, the way that people set, set it up works with all of these platforms. Right, right. So it's, it's, you know, I see you have, uh, I mean, this is a great tool really for discoverability. And, um, I mean, I think, you know, one thing that we've learned in this pandemic world, I mean, certainly I have learned, um, you know, sitting at home, it's that, you know, if I compare the excitement of, say, being at a C2E2 and having somebody come up to me and, you know, talk to me about their comic, it's a hundred times more exciting than uh, just, you know, getting a press release in my email, right? Um, I, I, I have you seen, so, I mean, discoverability is really a huge issue right now when we're getting, you know, so much of our social interactions with this, you know, pl- flat, flat, Interaction, I guess you could say this flat digital, um, portal. I mean, so I, I, is, is discoverability something that you, you really feel you can build on? Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the components that we encourage, uh, with, our, with everybody putting their comments or sorry, their comics up is to utilize all of the uh, different categories and characteristics in order to, um, help us better serve those comics to people who are reading something similar. Mm-hmm. And I think you're completely spot on. Discoverability is a, is a massive question. And we think it's probably one of the key components of what makes our platform, uh, unique and, um, effective. We spend an immense amount of time, uh, researching who are the kinds of people that are going to like various kinds of comics. And that's something as general as figuring out genres and where people that like certain genres hang out to much more specific, um, you know, part of my jargon, psychographic information, mm-hmm. you know, the kinds of, you know, the kinds of viewpoints and perspectives that people have on the world and how they're going to perceive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what kinds of stories that they want to see. Right, right. So uh, just to, to make it clear, I mean, you have, do you have, do you have any statistics on how many different comics you offer? Yeah, at this point, there's a couple of thousand different titles with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think we're closing up on like almost 5,000, uh, mm-hmm. actual issues being published. Right. And I, and I mean, just to be clear, like a lot of these are, um, are creator owned comics. A lot of them are from, you know, smaller publishers. I see you have Marcosia up there and, um, you know, there's, there's manga. I mean, there's really a super wide variety. Uh, you have T-Pub, uh, there's somebody we've talked to before. Um, okay. and 
Yeah, right. They're, they, they are really great. And, um, so could you, like, like if you, you offer tools for creators as well. So if I were, like, doing my, you know, self-published comic, uh, I could, if I came to you guys, could, you know, could I upload it? Do you have, like, I mean, what is your process for, um, getting on the, the platform? So that is one of my favorite questions to answer. <laughs> mm, okay. Um, so I, um, on our YouTube channel, I just put up a video a couple weeks ago, uh, how to publish your, uh, comics in under 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's as simple as creating a social account. Uh, you know, you just put in your email and your username, <clears throat> create a password, your account's ready to go. Uh, your publisher page can get created immediately. You just need to put, you know, a profile picture. You could put up a banner image for your brand. And then the publishing process is clicking the publish button, filling out the, you know, the information, uh, which is things like synopsis and genre and title, and then dragging in your file onto the page. It automatically uploads it. It breaks it up into all of the formatting that it needs to be. So you can put, you know, a collection of JPEGs, PNGs, mm-hmm. PDFs, pretty much anything that a creator might have on them. Um, and just it will automatically upload. And within, you know, a couple minutes, you can click publish and it's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So you do offer a pretty, you know, transparent um, method to get to join the platform. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, you, I'll just quickly add, um, yeah, yeah. you know, as well, um, you know, if there was ever a situation where a creator needed to take down their uh, content for whatever reason, that's also as simple as going into their settings and there's a little delete button, uh, you know, in the corner of that as well. So everything is fully transparent. It's definitely one of our core values. And, uh, yeah, and you can also schedule too. So if you didn't want to release everything at once, that's an option too as well. Mm-hmm. So just from talking to you guys, um, you made a couple of references to, you know, reader, reader research, customer research. I bet you guys have lots and lots of marketing information that you have. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm wondering how global comics has fared or evolved during the pandemic. I mean, you know, certainly, uh, we've talked many times on the podcast about how pr- actual print books have soared, you know, especially kids' books. I mean, you know, in the earliest mm-hmm. days, kids' books were like, you know, one of the biggest categories of anything selling as parents. And But, you know, traditional print has has hung in there. Comics have really hung in there. Like some publishers are telling me they're having one of their best years ever. And um, digital comics as well. More, you know, we find more and more people are turning to that. I mean, what has been your... Um, you, you know, we are trajectory during the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, so it, it's super interesting because there's there's kind of two answers to that. <clears throat> there's the folks that already knew about comics that potentially aren't, you know, going outside. Mm-hmm. And so we've seen that in general, they've been much more open to finding content online that they can consume while they're at home and while they're sitting mm-hmm. in front of their computer. Right. Uh, but the other side of what we're doing is that we're we're not just focusing on existing comics fans. We're we're like Eric was talking about with the psychographic information. We're trying to really take these stories and expand on who the audience is mm-hmm. beyond just the existing market and beyond just the existing fans. So the combination of those two things has been phenomenal for us in the adoption of getting people in front of all of these stories that they potentially hadn't even heard of. Mm-hmm. 
yesterday would be a great example. It, so close and comes up to mind in that we were posting on Reddit a list of titles um, that we'd shared at or that creators had uploaded and that we found were really good. Mm-hmm. And we made this list of here's 10 things that you'd like, 10 horror comics. We ended up actually getting on the front page of the Reddit's horror community and 1,100 uploads or something like that. And thousands of people came in and came through that uh, that list through various different titles. Mm-hmm. And we're wow. kind of actually able to to know, you know, how many people came through for each of the individual titles and how many pages did they read. And those creators are then actually able to see all of that information in their analytics and in their in their um, metrics views. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it shows them kind of, well, if I'm sharing these things in these channels or if I'm making an email blast or whatever, they can see fully transparently exactly how many people came, how much content they consumed, how deep into the titles people read before they uh, potentially job, dropped off, etc. Right. So you offer a lot of, 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 again, you know, just information for creators to see, uh, where they're coming from. Now, what are some of the, you know, most popular, what are the, some of the most popular comics or genres on, on the platform? So the, that's a great question. We found that people really love the sci-fi and the horror mm-hmm. side of things. Um, you know, a lot of the T-Pub uh, titles have been incredibly popular. In AWA as well, I've been pretty blown away by the response um, when we've been able to bring those titles. Um, you know, plenty of people recognize the publisher name, uh-huh. um, but because they're still in that, you know, that indie category compared to, you know, in terms of the public perspective against, you know, the big two, uh, people are still really excited to find out that there's new stuff that's that kind of quality that's out there. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, definitely, you know, the sci-fi and the horror has been super popular. Things uh-huh. like Year Zero... Um, I think Twisted Dark, uh, we've mm-hmm. even seen some smaller publishers, uh, I think Tortured Life, I, th- I believe that's a Rocket Inc. Studios title. Mm-hmm. Uh, those have all been, uh, really popular. Oh, so you do have AWA on there as well, cause, um, you know, they're definitely, uh, you know, one of the stories of 2020, aside from, <laughs> um, aside from the pandemic, there were other stories as we're learning. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's, yeah, we're that- huge fans. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, I, and, you know, they really impressed me because, the, you know, they were the first. We're like, oh, we can't physically print comics. Well, we're going to jump on all these online platforms and get the stuff mm-hmm. out there, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, every, just a lot of different ways to do it. Um, so this is, so you guys, so, um, you know, you guys have been around a few years, but it, it just sounds like, like, you know, you're ramping up a lot more. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that, you, you know, you have more plans for, uh, you know, for growth and building things. And, and, but I, I will say also, I did notice that you all have, um, you know, a lot of say nonprofit in your background. Um, you know, I know Camilla and Gamal are really dedicated to creators' rights and all that. I mean, they're really great people to be working with. And, um, agreed. Yeah. And I mean, what is, you know, what's the next step? I mean, I'll be honest. It's like, uh, I, I wasn't that familiar with global comics before I was approached to do this interview. And then I read up on, I was like, Oh, this is cool. You know, and, um, you know, I'm pretty up on things. So, um, you know, what's the next step for you guys or what are, what are some of the goals? 
our goal is, you know, going back to what I was saying about mission and vision, we, mm-hmm. our goal is to help creators big and small be successful. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like there's a YouTube for people that create videos and they can actually make a living off of it. There's a Twitch for people that stream and they can make a living off of it. There's a TikTok for people that want really small bite-sized <laughs> videos. You know? Right. Um, but there's not really like that go-to place for people to be successful financially with, with comics. And we're really hoping that we can provide that service and that platform, uh, and tooling for those folks. Um, but more TikTok for comics. That's a really great log line because, um, you know, or Twitch for comics. Okay. I got it now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, more specifically though, what's next? Uh, you know, we, we've gone really wide with the tooling and the support and the features and functionality that we have. And rather than just continue adding more and more and more new stuff, 2021 is going to be a focus on taking all of the things that we have and leveling everything up across the board to, to level two or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at having a, a fully functional suite of native reading applications for iOS and Android. Um, on the creator side of things, uh, we'll, we'll probably end up building out the tools that we have for how do creators or publishers interact with, engage with their followers and inter- interact and engage with their fans. How can we help them do both one-way and two-way communication in that regard? Um, yeah. And then really, it's a focus on um, getting stories in front of people. So if I were to say, you know, what is the biggest goal for 2021? It's to increase the amount of titles and stories that we have on the platform so that we can reach a much broader audience and a much bigger audience. And we have something to offer for everyone, regardless of what their tastes are. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're going to be spending our energy. So really just, you know, growing and and uh, expanding in that way. Um I do I, I think it's interesting that you know you mentioned the tools just for you know creators because I find that I I mean certainly as a you know journalist I wish there was a way to kind of find things about creators, you know, I, cause everybody, and God, you know, God bless. It's like, you know, if you go to TCAF or Mocha, which are these, you know, super indie shows, you know, you're going to see all the major, the major players there, all the major publishers, cause you know, that's where they go. And, you know, online, it's a lot more piecemeal and there's so many self-publishers, so many web comments, you know, you can't find like, oh, I have this book on Gumroad, but then I have this other thing on Tapas or, you know, I have, uh, I, I wish there was a little easier way, uh, although it makes it more fun to, you know, dig around, I guess. But, um, but yeah, there is a, a big lack of just that kind of, you know, portal for lack of a better word, just to kind of find out what, what, you know, if you like this creator, this publisher, what all are they doing? Yeah, I agree. I, I think. You know, I, I think that's one of the things that we're really trying to solve also. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little bit, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons for why Global Comics isn't just another digital comics store where you purchase and download and that's your thing. But it's more of like a comics social community where you can follow creators and you can get updates and you, 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 ha- you can get their status updates and, and posts in your feed alongside, you know, new titles or, or updates to titles mm-hmm. that they have. Right. Um, 
So we're we're trying to get there. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot to it, it's a big uh, bite to chew on though for a small mm-hmm. team. So right, right. I mean, how many do you, can do you have any numbers on the, your subscribers? Uh, subscribers in what context? You mean like actual paying customers? Yeah, just mean... how many customers? Yeah, how many users do you have? Oh yeah, um, we so we launched subscriptions. Uh, I think it's like two or three weeks ago. Oh okay, um, so that's pretty so new. Hasn't really been out there for for very long, but there's a couple hundred at this point. Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. goal is you know um, keep increasing that number so that folks are are able to make some money off of their time. Right, right. So um. Yeah, that's a good goal to have. Um, you know, Eric, uh, you know, you, it sounds like you came from a real, you know, outside comics background with, uh, you know, as a musician and, uh, you know, like I said, Christopher, uh, uh, you know, I used to work for Disney, so I'm super familiar with this Scandinavian, uh, you know, Disney connection. A little mysterious, but there it is. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Eric, you, you've, you've come to this a little bit outside of comics. I mean, what, what attracted you to this crazy world? Well, I mean, you know, definitely my relationship with Chris. Uh, we had a really fast bond when we were working together at the game startup that we were, you know, uh, working at in 2019. And I was just very open-minded, and I really trusted him as a uh, leader. And I, I knew after talking to him for long enough and looking at the product he was building and then actually looking at the comics, it just started to all make sense to me. And... It def- but it started primarily with my relationship to Chris, and then I, as I dove in, I just started really falling in love with the medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's, that's not hard to do. I, I mean, I would have to say, like, even as we're, um, you know, coming out of this 2020 hellscape, <laughs> I, I don't honestly, I don't think there's ever been a better time to be in the comics industry. Um, I don't, I don't see signs. I mean, there's certainly a lot of change going on, but sometimes that's a great time to try to jump on and, and, uh, you know, plant your flag, I guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after talking with a lot of people, you know, in all the various communities we've been talking to, especially, uh, you know, on our side, digital comics have been, you know, growing in popularity just because folks are at home and they might not have access to their local comic book shop at this moment, or, you know, maybe things aren't shipping the way that they expected. And we've been finding people have been really happy with the ability to access a whole library of stuff just on their iPad or on their phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is, uh, you know, the one thing that we've learned uh, throughout this COVID-19 year is that people, uh, people still love to read comics. People of all mm-hmm. ages still love to read comics. So, uh, so, so Christopher and Eric, um, it's really great talking to you. Uh, if, if, if we, you know, listeners want to go check something out, uh, here's a chance to, you know, just give them a plug. Is there anything, you know, uh, a link that you, they should go to or? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the, anti- the starting point is globalcomicswithanx.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I were to like make a suggestion, it's that there's a lot of stories that are from people, uh, or publishers you may not have heard of. And that's the beauty of where we are at with with our platform. And so it's really, you know, these stories really deserve an audience. And what I, my recommendation would be, even if you haven't heard of it, you should take a chance on it because mm-hmm. you're probably going to be very happily surprised with the amount of joy and entertainment that you might get from um, 
books that you might never have heard of elsewise. Right. And there are a lot of free comics to read on here. There's a lot of, um, you know, if you go in, you can subscribe, uh, but there's also a lot of free content, right? So if you go, in fact, I'm looking, I see, uh, you know, my friend Henry Barajas is previewing his new Kickstarted comic on there. So, um, mm, yeah, Helm Grey yeah, Castle. Yes, uh, Helm Grey Castle. I'm excited for him. I think it's the last day. I better go plug that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there, I mean, I, I, I will say definitely when I have a little down moment, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, you know, scroll around in global comics and, you know, discover some comics to read. There's nothing I like better. So, uh, you can it's check it out. To hear that. And, yeah. you know, if, if you discover anything that, um, isn't functioning properly or if you have suggestions or recommendations, don't hesitate to let us know. Um, the way the Global Comics was built was through feedback and talking with creators and talking with readers. So we'd love to hear, you know, if you have suggestions for improvement. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, Christopher Carter, Eric Tapper, Global Comics, um, this is great. I'm sure we'll be hearing from you in the future and maybe we'll run into each other someday when that can happen. Uh, thank Look you for joining. Yeah, absolutely. But thanks for joining us today. Thank you so thanks much for having us. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, yep, that's the global comic story for now. And as we like to say, there will definitely be more to come.